This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Second Samuel, Samuel chapter 7. So we've been talking about introducing you to the house of God and introducing you to authority. And we found here in Second Samuel chapter 7 where God introduces us to the house of David, the house of God, and the concept of the son building the house. Remember, the house of David is the house that God builds David. The house of God is a house God had planned all along. And his plan was that the son, the promised son, would build God the house. Now he speaks this and we'll start and we'll take up here in Second Samuel chapter 7 verse number. Um, let's start at verse number 13. He shall build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I'll be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. So, again, this, this concept just it, it blows my mind that God would tell David that he was going to build David a house. But he informed David, and all of your desire, which is a good desire, to build me a house, I've got plans already. There's a reason why I never ask anybody for a house of cedar, because i got a house coming. And when the son comes, he's going to build me a house. And we looked at this house, right? First of all, I wanted to, I wanted to show you how this was dropped in Second Samuel chapter 7 in the particular way that it was dropped in that we might know that the house of God is established upon authority. Because authority has the final word. Nathan had a word, but it wasn't final. And God gave a final word. And with that final word, he introduces us to the house of David and the house of God. That we might know that his house is established upon authority. And we looked at the word power in the scripture. And we understand now that that is referring to authority. And we saw in the New Testament, we got introduced to the terms exousia. The right to act. And dunamis, the might to act. We saw that power was there. There's power in the last say, that's exousia. And there's power in the ability to get it done, that's the dunamis. And we, we come to this conclusion. And it's an easy conclusion to come to when we come to our senses. All power is God's. He has all dunamis. <laughs> and he has the last word. And so God has authority. And with that authority, again, that's why he shows us Nathan doesn't have the last word. He has the last word. And so as we look deeper into this, I want to make sure that you understand, as we came from this, that in God's house, and we, we said, okay, what's a spiritual house? Because God's house is a spiritual house. It's not a physical house. And I said we were going to look at and use for an example the house of a father, just a natural father, because there are many similarities between the house of a natural father and the house of the father, our father, Okay. And it's more than just the people. The people are incredibly important <laughs> to the house. But it's more than just the people of the house. And, and I told you that, that every house, and we understand this, every house is different. 
what I did growing up in my house, you may not have done in your house, but it was the house I grew up in. It was my father's house, and you grew up in your father's house. And so when it comes to God's house, he has a particular order. He has a particular alignment that is unique to his house. And I told you that in this order, in this alignment, there's relationship. There's fellowship. And there's authority. All three must be in line. There is no entry into the Father's house, God's house, without relationship. That's why we come across terms like sons, children. That's why we come across the concept of being adopted into the family of God. Because we must have relationship. But don't get it twisted. Just because you're related doesn't mean you have good fellowship. See, relationship has to be ordered. And there also must be fellowship. Because you can be in the house, and again, we can attest to this. We know this naturally. There are times when it just ain't right in the house. And you know typically when it's not right in the house, when father's not happy. And you know when father's not happy, when we get out of line. And when we're out of line and we know we're out of line, just doesn't sit right. And so it is in God's house. You can claim relationship but be out of fellowship and it just won't sit right. But relationship has to be right. Fellowship has to be right. And don't get get it twisted. Relationship is not the same as fellowship. Even though he calls us friends, you know, we're still sons. It's not the same. And authority is not the same as relationship. Authority is not the same as fellowship. Do not get those twisted. Because some people think because I am a friend of God, I can do what I want to do. No, but that's not how his house is organized. Some people think that uh, because I am a son, I am a child of God. We go off on that and we forget there's order in his house and it includes authority. It's not just about relationship. So all these things must be in place. So never forget this about authority. Because someone has authority doesn't mean that they have a closer relationship. Let me say it again. Because someone is sitting in a seat of authority does not mean they have a closer relationship than you do. Just because someone is sitting in a seat of authority does not mean they have closer fellowship than you do. Now, this is not really where I'm going to go, but I will say this. Authority is for a purpose. Authority is for a reason. There is authority so that the house can stay in order. Why do I have to take out the trash? You know, in all honesty, anybody can take out the trash, but somebody has to be tasked to do it. And if the trash is not taken out, we got a mess on our hands. Glory to your name. Ooh, now you want to get into family life class, because sometimes we get these things twisted. And we confuse relationship with authority. In fact, we, we confuse how much money we make with authority. And it doesn't work that way. Hallelujah to your name, God. And so we get it twisted in the church because we get it twisted in our homes. Authority doesn't mean someone's better than somebody else. It just means someone has to have the responsibility of a particular role so that the job can get done. So we may have order in the house. And you know that God is a God of order. So there's relationship. 
there's fellowship, and there is authority. And we also looked at understanding you want to be under authority because there are benefits of being under authority. We looked at those benefits. We're not going to go over them right now, but you want to be under authority because you can't have the benefits without being under authority. Now, look at this in Mark chapter 9. Turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 9. So let's make this plain, let's make this clear, sounds simple, but you don't want to miss this. There is a line of authority in God's house. There is a line of authority in God's house. First of all, I want to say some things that I can't say, so I'm trying to control myself and just say what needs to be said. God, the Father, is the authority. Grab a hold of that. God the Father is the authority. That's where everything lies. God the Father is the authority. Now, the Son has been given authority. Sounds simple. God the Father is the authority. This is amazing to me. The Son has been given authority. Look at this in Mark chapter 9, starting at verse number 2. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John, and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he was not what to say, for they were so afraid. Verse 7, And there was a cloud that overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. That's God the Father interjecting. That's God the Father saying, okay, you want three tabernacles. Even though there's authority and there's fellowship in my house, there's a line of authority. And Jesus doesn't stand on the same level as anybody else. Jesus alone is the one you must hear. You consider these prophets. These prophets do represent authority in their time. But there's a line of authority. And remember how Nathan was overruled by God? God the Father now says, Elias and Moses, they're overruled by Jesus. There's a line of authority. God the Father is the authority. The Son has been given authority. And... God declares that he's been given authority. And I just got to read verse 8 because I like verse 8. All right, let's read verse 7 again. There was a cloud that overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. And suddenly when they had looked around about, they saw no man anymore save Jesus only with themselves. 
Oh, this is a message for the church. You see, because we, we deify so many people. We put so many people on a pedestal. We got our favorites. I learned from this one. I watch this one. I read their book. I read. But when, when God the Father speaks, the one that stands alone ought to be Jesus. And I'll be honest with you. I don't read too many books. I do read books, but I don't read too many. Because when it comes down to it, the only book I need really is where Jesus talks. I don't need man's interpretation. I need to hear him. See, men come and go. Men rise and fall. But Jesus is steady and he stands alone. But there's a line of authority. God the Father is the authority. And the Son has been given authority. I want to say this too because I'm going to draw this back to what we said last time. And I guarantee you didn't get everything that we were talking about in the scriptures. But he's a son over his own house. (laughs) He's been given authority. He's been made authority over his house. The Holy Spirit now operates in the earth while the Son is at the right hand. That's the line of authority. We're going to go a little bit deeper into this. You need to understand God recognizes, and we need to recognize this order of authority. Now I'm going to make this statement, and we're going to come back to it. Turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. This is one of the statements I really want to make sure that you capture. I don't mean on paper. I mean you get it down in your heart. It is by authority and the line of authority in God's house that God has decided to speak. I'll say that again. It is by authority and the line of authority in his house that God has decided to speak. Hmm. You know, there's a song that says, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. See, I only know that Jesus loves me because God spoke. Hmm. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. It is by authority and the line of authority in God's house that God has decided to speak. We made this statement last time. Authority is settled. Okay, Get over it. Some people will say, God, why don't you speak this way? It's settled. God, why don't you speak that way? It's settled. God, why can't I just stay at home and you speak to me there? It's settled. Why can't I just listen to music and you speak to me that way? It's settled. It is by authority and the line of authority in the south that God has decided to speak. Are you in Hebrews chapter 1? Verse number 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Did you capture that? Now, God spoke at various times, in various ways, in times of old. But we're in the last days. And he's only saying, this is my beloved Son. Hear him. So if you want to hear 
what the Father has going on, you got to get it by the Son. He is himself said, no man cometh to the Father but by me. You do not get an audience with the Father except you go by the Son. Amen. I, I, I just, you know, all these scriptures come to my mind. You know, when, when Naaman with the leprosy approached the prophet and he didn't get the prophet, he got the prophet's servant. Like, wait, 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 wait a minute. No, 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 no. There's a recognized line of authority. You may want to jump the line, but you got to go through the sun. Oh, that's a message to this world today. People think they can find God here. They can find God there. But if it does not include going through the sun, you ain't got God. You know, what they say, got milk, got God, you have to have Jesus. There's no other way. We're talking about God's house here. This is his establishment. John chapter 16. John chapter 16. This is a beautiful, beautiful organization that God has. Because... Look at this. Jesus can't be with us today, not in the flesh. Why? Because blood needed to be applied. <laughs> he said, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. For and I saw, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. So he can't be with us today. You know how many of us, I would love to sit at the feet of the Lord Jesus. Well, he has a plan. God still speaks today. Even though Jesus isn't walking around with us in the flesh today. John chapter 16, verse number 12. I have that Bible that has particular words in red. Well, these are in red. Jesus says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you can't bear them now. How be it when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. What does he hear? It. He hears it from the Son. Who hears it from the Father. Follow me. Remember the statement. It is by authority and the line of authority in God's house that God has decided to speak. He's showing us now... I'm speaking, but it's only going to come through authority in the line of authority. God spoke in times past in various ways, but now I'm speaking by the Son. And the Son says, don't worry, I need to prepare you a place, but I will send the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth. When the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself. But whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. God speaks by the Son and the Holy Spirit relays the message of the Son to us. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. I, I love this. This, is, this makes it plain. Acts chapter 20. It is by authority in the line of authority in God's house that God has decided to speak. Now, you build your own house and speak how you want to speak. 
But God has had this in the making from before the earth was. He knows what he's doing. Acts chapter 20. Here this is Paul talking with the elders. We would call them pastors. And he says here in verse 28. Well, start at verse 26. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers. He's made you pastors. He's made you bishops. He's made you under shepherds. The Holy Spirit has done that. To feed the church of God, which remember, the house of God, which is the church of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed those in the house which he hath purchased with his own blood. Well, I can't see the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit then graces men. Graces men as overseers. Uh, so God is speaking. Goes through the Son. And then from the Son to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, Oh, you don't need to see me. What I will do is I will grace men. That is the line of authority by which God has decided to speak. And I'll say this, and we'll come back to the statement I want to get back to. But And then the overseers are then responsible to commission others. To help in the ministry. When you read behind Paul, he mentions person after person. Individual after individual. They play a role to help the ministry move forward. Now, let me just say this. There's so many things I want to say. I need to make sure I just say the things that need to be said. It is by authority, in the line of authority, God has decided to speak in his house. Okay. So if you're going to hear God, you're going to hear him through the order of the church. I want to say this right, and I, want you, I don't want to mix you up or confuse you. And I hear people, you know, I hear people about prayer. And I understand about prayer. Because what happens in prayer is we go to God and our hearts are fixed, our minds are concentrated, and we can hear properly. And so I hear people talk about praying and then waiting to hear. I know what they mean. I understand what they mean. But here's the thing. In prayer, you talk to God. That's how he's ordained you to speak to him. Right? So let me help you with this. You've got issues and you don't pray. He hadn't heard. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Okay? And when he hears, believe me, God will answer. And in the midst of prayer, when you hear, prayer does play a role in the answering. But I guarantee if you heard anything in prayer, you first heard it in this setting. Let me say that again. So here you are. You say, I take it to the Lord in prayer, but you're outside of the order of the house. You don't get an answer, do you? 
Why? Because it is by authority and the line of authority in God's house that God has decided to speak. Ooh, get this. So if this house depends upon the alignment of relationship, fellowship, and authority, well, if I'm out of relation, but I'm sitting in a church pew, church chair, then when he speaks, it escapes me. No wonder I say I have trouble hearing God. But let's say I have relationship, but I'm out of fellowship. And I still occupy the church pew. I've got a Bible in my lap. I've got notes on my, whatever it is, notepad, pad, whatever, computer. But outside of fellowship, I'll still miss out on hearing God. But we've got people with, who claim relationship. We've got people who claim fellowship. But they don't fall up under a covering. Ooh, let me tell you this. Be afraid. Be very afraid to hear what they have to say. Because God does not speak. Let me tell you this. They are capable of speaking truth, but they can't give you what God said. I'm just going to tell you. For instance, they they could say, you know, that, that church was wrong. And that church may be wrong. But they haven't heard from God. Now, 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 now I'm, I'm saying this with people we interact with on a regular basis, right? But I'm going to take it to another level. Be very, very afraid. Because there are many believers who listen to people who have no association with the order of the church. I won't even call these people crooks. What I will call them is opportunity for the devil to get over on you. These people call themselves prophets. They call themselves bishops. They call themselves teachers. And they preach. And you know, with the internet nowadays, with social media nowadays, anybody can have a platform. You better check where you get your information from. I believe this is one of the issues in the modern day today. This is why the church of this nation is so confused. That's why we are so Primed to be deceived because we have not followed the order of God's house. And we listen to any and everybody and taking their word as if it's the gospel. It is scary when I see it. It is so scary when I see it. And what happens is, and I'm, I'm just going to be playing with you, I see people who are lined up with churches, and I know the thing that the churches are ministering, but I hear them say some oofty things, some goofy things, some crazy things. That I know didn't come from God, and I understand, oh, you didn't just stick with that line of authority. Now you think you can hear God outside of that line. But it is by authority. And the line of authority, which he has laid out in the scriptures, he speaks by the Son. The Son says the Holy Spirit is going to guide you into the truth I can't give you. And the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to make overseers. He's not speaking any other kind of way. Listen, God may be ignored among the world. That will change one day, you know, when he comes, when the king comes. And he take, uh, they won't be able to ignore him at that time. But up until that time, they can ignore God as much as they want. But he said, if I'm going to be heard anywhere, I'm going to be heard in my house. You know, many of you, you go out into the work world and you do your work thing. 
and you ain't, you know, you think you're large and in charge for a second, and they remind you you're not. You got your opinions, and you put your opinions out there like, yeah, 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 whatever, but you're going to do it this way. But if you're going to have your way, if you're going to have your way anywhere, it's going to be in your house. God has the same idea. I'm not worried about what goes on in the world. They can do what they want to do. But you're related to me. And so if I am going to be heard, God says he's going to be heard through the line of authority. His people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. See, when you don't know things like this, then you stay away from churches. You stay away from order. You think you can learn at home on your own. And trust me, the devil will make you think you're smart. The devil will make, make you think you're spiritual. But you'll be the wrong kind of spiritual. <laughs> you will. Don't let it be you. Again, I, I'm not ministering to those who aren't here. And you might sit up here and say, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember this. Because the enemy is roaming about. Looking for an opportunity to get you in your fence. And move you away from the line of authority so that you don't hear God. Since it is by authority. And the line of authority that God has decided to speak. Listen to your authority. Listen to your authority. What do I mean by that? I mean those in the line of authority before are over you. Hebrews says, obey them. They have the rule over you. It's talking about the line of authority in his house, which is the church of God. The filling ground of truth. Listen to your authority. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm really not, this is not to criticize. It's really not. And I want to see it, it's really to applaud. It amazes me that some people can be under this covering, come here on a regular basis, and to the naked eye seem as though they're the faithless members. But in the time of trouble, they don't run to their authority. But then there are others who we don't see for months, years on end. But when trouble comes, suddenly you see them. Somebody figure some things out. If I'm going to hear from God. See, because in times of trouble, I need a word from you, God. And I may have been away from the house. I may, <laughs> I may not be in right fellowship, but I sure am going to work on it. Because <laughs> I need a word from you. And here you are, I've been in the house all this time and not benefiting. And they leave with what you wanted. But they had the sense enough to come back and line themselves up with the order and the line of authority. And here's what I love about it. They don't come in here trying to get a position. They just come in here for a word. They don't come in here trying to be seen. They just come in here for a word. They just want to hear God. And in all honesty, when it comes to it, they don't care who the vessel is. They just want to hear God. <laughs> like, hey, I don't care who. I don't care if it's a guest speaker. 
once in every ten years, and all of a sudden here's the guest speaker. All I want to do is hear God. Have you ever been there before? I'm, I'm not, have you ever been there before? Well, you just need a word from God, and then here you come, and the pastor's not there today. And you know what happens? God says, I don't need that pastor to be God. I could use a substitute. But it's going to come in that order. It's going to come in that line. And you leave that place thinking, God, you're good. (laughs) You are God. You see, Elias and Moses are no longer around, but Jesus stands. Holy Holy Spirit is in operation. You know, and some people get this, I want the pastor. I want the pastor. See, but you have to understand, okay? That's why there's a ministry of helps. Because the pastor is limited. Pastor can be everywhere, all the time, doing everything. But God still wants to be effective in your life. Just submit. All right. That's what I wanted to give you last time. I didn't get the chance to get that to you last time. That's all right. Turn to Matthew chapter 28. Maybe you weren't here last time and now you're here. God wanted you to hear it. Or maybe you knew some other people would be lazy and not come back and say, you don't need it. You don't want it. (laughs) Matthew 28. God's not like that. I don't know. But maybe you are. Matthew 28. Now, authority that is given. And remember what we said. God the Father is the authority. The Son has been given authority. Now, authority that is given is what we refer to as delegated authority. You you might hear people around this ministry, we understand that concept, we understand that term. You might hear that term used. Delegated authority is just recognizing that whoever says they have authority really are just given authority. Now, Matthew 28, verse 18. Well, yeah, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All exousia, all exousia, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus himself says, I've been given authority. This is awesome, people. I'm, I'm talking, but this is, this, is, this is something else. You see, because this is the mystery of godliness at work. God was manifest in the flesh. No, let me say, God was manifest in the flesh. Remember, once hath he spoken. Twice have I heard this. Power belongeth to God. All authority is his to begin with. All authority lies within God. But now, he declares to David, I'm going to have a son. I'll be the father Father has all the authority. He'll be my son, which means I'm going to pass some things on to him. So how is it that God 
receives authority. He takes on him sonship. This is God. Oh, and he does it for the purpose of building a house. I'm sorry, this is, this is remarkable to me. See, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. See, all things were made by Him and for Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. How's He going to be handed something? Well, He had to take on a role that was lesser. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but this gets me. So when I think about this, who am I to say I can't be under authority? When the Creator says, I'm going to take a lesser role, and I'm going to humble myself, I'm going to humble myself and be obedient even unto death as a son. And see, when the son lays down his life, then he comes up and he says in Matthew 28, all authority, all exousia in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Why has it been given? Because I humbled myself. We get so used to it. God was manifest in flesh. Heaven is his, is his throne. The earth is his footstool. And he disrobes, if you will, of his glory to put on flesh, to let, take a lesser role. But he's a finisher. And when he finishes, there's a reward. The reward is now he's a son over his own house. And remember, he only humbled himself that he might build this house. People, y'all are missing this. Y- y'all really are missing this. I-, I almost want to go back to Second Samuel and read it all over to you again. Because we made this statement last time, I remember this distinctly. Who did all the work? God did all the work. Who got all the benefits? He didn't build the house for his benefit. He builds the house for our benefit. So he disrobed of his glory for our benefit. And establish this house so that in the time of trouble, in the time when things are shaky, we can get a word from him. And we can be blessed. See, he sends his word to heal you. The same one who was with God from the beginning now receives authority from the Father. Oh, wow. That's amazing. But understand... This is why I tell you, I, I guarantee you didn't get all this. You're going to have to meditate on some of this. This is why I tell you, the house of God is established upon authority. We miss it all when we don't understand that line of authority. And the example is given to us in the Godhead. And Jesus says, you know what? I can't do what I want to do. I do as I've been instructed of the Father. I don't speak what I want to speak. I speak as I hear from the Father. See, that's delegated authority. (laughs) That's delegated authority. Delegated authority says, hey, I do as I'm instructed. I stay with the instructions that have been given me. 
listen, authority sets the boundaries and sets the limits for delegated authority. Okay? Now, here's one of the things I want to make sure you get. If you fancy yourself a church leader or having some kind of say in the church, understand, all you have is a measure. (laughs) Come off that high horse. Get on that little pony. Because all you have is a measure. You know, you give a person a title, give them an assignment, they've arrived, and you can't tell them nothing. But all you got is a measure. But remember, because you do have any delegated authority, doesn't mean you have a better relationship. Doesn't mean you have closer fellowship. Just means you have an assignment. So you have limits of authorization. So listen, simply do what you were commissioned to do. That's all you got to do. Simply do what you were commissioned to do. Don't worry about anybody else's assignment. Don't worry about what they're doing. Don't worry about, I can do that better. Just do what you are assigned to do. All you have is a measure. Now remember, it is by authority and the line of authority that God has decided to speak. So when you get out of your lane, you know what happens? Somebody doesn't hear God. There's interference on the line. There's static on the line when you get a big head. When you go outside of your assignment, somebody doesn't hear. We think it's a light thing. And you know this? Here's my mentality. God has set up this house so he can speak. So what kind of boldness do I have to have to cause static in God's line? I always think about this. I don't know why this always occurs to me, but you know, once upon a time, I was always locking up, all right? And I locked up on a particular night where, because yeah, I was in the office at the time, that's, I remember, uh, they would have choir rehearsal. And I remember this one individual who was over choir. Hey, can we stay late? I'm like, I just got a key. I ain't got that kind of, uh-uh. You're not going to get me in trouble. If you stay late, it's not on my word. <laughs> I'm going to simply stick with what my assignment is. And my assignment is to lock up at a certain time. I'm going to lock up. Whether you in here or not. But, 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 you know, it sounds funny, but, but what, what ends up happening is when people take an inch, there'll be another inch later, another inch later, next thing you know, they're away a mile. And not only them, they've taught others to do the same. And suddenly, instead of order, we got chaos in God's house. And we got fighting, arguing, all kinds of foolishness, which God does not want to remember. Ooh, David told Solomon... I'm not allowed to build the temple to God because I got a bunch of clatter in my life. Got a bunch of war in my life. God's like, no, if anybody's going to build anything for me, it must be in peace. So when we stay with authority, we have order and we have peace. All you have is a measure. Just stick with what you've been 
measured out to do. And I also want to say this to those in leadership. Uh, We're not robots either. Every little detail should not have to be laid out for you. Every little detail. And I'll be honest with you, you you can ask, but uh, pastor's right here and she can speak for herself, but that's when you start to wear people out. I'll share this with you. I remember hearing this one pastor make comment about uh, his ministry of health. He had, um, I don't know what's going on, maybe it was just a regular church service, and he said, you know what, we need to assign a certain area of the sanctuary so that it has access for those who are handicapped. And so, those who are handicapped, this is their section. So it gets back to him later on, there's some argument, they come and find him in the office, and, and suddenly some member is upset, complaining about the usher, because the usher wouldn't let them sit with their spouse who was handicapped. I mean, really. I, I mean, really. But sometimes we get like that. Now, that might be an extreme, but sometimes we get like that. You know, well, they didn't tell us whether to turn the key right or left. No, no, but, but seriously, and, some, and, some, and sometimes we get like that. And here's what happens. We end, up being, we end up policing other people. Did the pastor tell you that? Did the pastor tell you that? Did the pastor tell you that? You know, just simply do what you were commissioned to do. All right? And people who have been commissioned to do something, you've been commissioned to be effective there. So you don't, you shouldn't need every little detail in order to be effective there. Because you remember the purpose of the line of authority? So the guy can speak. So here you are. Again, I, I can understand where this pastor is coming from. Now, this person's not going to hear God. This individual's not going to hear God. The usher got in the way because the usher didn't want them sitting with their spouse. Think because they were so robotic. Well, well you, you walk fine. You don't have anything wrong with you. This is my wife. This is my... Sit somewhere. You know, we've got to be better than that. I want you to see this. Turn to Matthew chapter. You're in Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. got to get there. Matthew chapter 8. I don't know why my fingers aren't... Okay, Matthew chapter 8, verse... Oh, boy. Let's start at verse number 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Here's the here's scripture. For I am a man. He didn't say with authority. He didn't say I'm large and in charge. He says I'm a man under authority. Having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that follow, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. This is what gets me. He equates the greatness of this man's faith to his recognition of the line of authority. 
He said, this man comes to me, and this man could have said, I have authority. He said, no, no, I'm under authority. He says, my word means something because I've been commissioned for my word to mean something. He says, I understand as a man under authority, you get orders from headquarters. So you just say a word and it's going to be done because there's a line that flows. But this man recognized he's under authority. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. Jesus recognized he's under authority. Know this about your church leadership. I'm not talking to leadership now. I'm talking to everybody. Know this about your church leadership. They're all under authority. That's important. They're all under authority. They must answer to authority. Your church leadership that you encounter on a regular basis does not have the final say. Let me say that again. Your church leadership, the ones that you come across, you relate to on a day-to-day basis, they don't have the final say. That belongs to Jesus. Jesus is Lord in this house. The final say belongs to him. All authority, all exousia in heaven and earth now resides with the Son. He gets the final say. So, this is where you need to understand. Grab a hold of this. We will change. What? We will change. Church leadership will sometimes say this. And Jesus will say, "Mm, do that. And guess what? Because they're under authority... And they want to stay good in fellowship. (laughs) They want you to hear his word. They will bend. And they will change. Sometimes your church leadership will do things and we'll have to undo the things that they did. Don't be afraid in those times. Thank God in those times that you have a church leadership that recognizes the line of authority. Because those that do not change, those that are rigid, trust me, Trust me, I guarantee you, they have not gotten everything right. So why would there not be change there? Somebody's kicking against the bricks. And I need to say this to you because what we end up doing is we look for perfection in leadership. And I'm sorry, we're men and women. We sometimes do the best we can, and sometimes our best is not good enough. But there's a line of communication that stays open. So that when we are wrong, we've got someone who says, I'm not going to allow you to stay in that wrong direction. (laughs) That's why we, this is why you pray for your authority as well. You pray that they might hear. You don't sit up here and say they're wrong because you don't know either. See, because what you do have, you receive because you receive it from the line of authority. You just pray that they hear the voice of God. You pray that they hear Jesus speak. You pray that the Holy Spirit moves mightily within them. So that you, in the end, benefit. So don't look for perfection. Look for those under authority.
Here's your responsibility. Your responsibility is to recognize authority. Turn to Hebrews chapter 13. I I keep referring to the scripture. We've got to read it. Hebrews chapter 13. How do you recognize authority? You submit and obey. How do you recognize authority? You submit and obey. How do you recognize authority? You submit and obey. That's your responsibility. Recognize authority. Hebrews 13. Verse 17, obey them that have the rule over you and submit and submit and submit yourselves. Now, I like this because you have to submit yourselves. Nobody's going to force you down. And I'll be honest with you. You you know, this is plain English. Y'all understand plain English? You ain't got to stay. That's wrong English, but it's plain. You ain't got to stay. You know, no one's going to hold you against you. No one has a shotgun. You better stay at this church. If you can't be under authority, if you can't submit yourself, you need to go somewhere where you can't submit yourself because this does you no good. You're wasting time. All you're going to do is be frustrated here because you will not line up with the order and stay with the line. Your job is to recognize authority. And we won't get into this, but you can look at Philippians at your own time. We know this. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but, made, but he made of himself no reputation. Why did he, he did it so that he could submit fully. He could obey all the way to the cross. And when he obeyed, He was promoted. <laughs> he was promoted. And in this promotion, you know what happened? We are redeemed. Here's what happens when you submit and obey. God's will is done. Y'all are missing it. Y'all are missing it. God's will is your blessing. God's will is your standing. God's will is your peace. God's will is your joy. God's will is you be whole. That's His will. That's what happens when you. That's what happens when you recognize authority. God's will is done, and we're the ones who benefit from His will. Hebrews thirteen and seventeen. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. This is for your benefit. This is for your good. This gets me sometimes. When God speaks, He's going to speak through the line of authority, which means this is going to be people in human form, just like you and me. And when they speak the word of God that needs to be spoken, People get mad at him. I don't like you. You don't like me. And they're watching for your soul. They're watching for your soul. They're looking out for your benefit. That's horrible. Those are self-inflicted wounds that you put upon yourself. 
obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account. See, because they're under authority. They have to give an account. They answer. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. I, I really don't know oh, how else to get this. So I, let's go here. Second Kings chapter 1. Second Kings chapter 1. You suffer when you don't recognize authority. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it the way I, I have it written down here. Never let the pastor be the last to know about your diagnosis. Did, did you hear me? I'm not talking about, well, I, I got allergies. I'm not talking about that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Never let the past, Because in those times, trust me, you need a word from the Lord. Second Kings chapter 1. Now, <laughs> let me make sure you understand. This is always balanced. You got a husband and you got to let your husband know. Let your spouse know. And let, but, but what I'm saying, don't let the pastor be the last to know. Everybody else knows. I'm afraid to say something because they don't want me to say nothing. But you're in the line of authority and God set it up for your benefit. Second Kings chapter 1. Then Moab rebelled, verse 1. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. And Ahaziah, the king of Israel at this time, fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. Problem, issue. Here is the land of Israel. God is looking out for his people. You got problems. And you don't go to God. We got issues. Look at this in verse 16. And he said unto him, this is the prophet, uh, hallelujah, glory to your name. Here's a lesson in itself. Now we understand some things. God speaks through the line of authority. God didn't speak to him directly. God spoke through a messenger, the prophet. But in these last days, he's given us the son who has sent the Holy Spirit, who ordains men. So here's the word from God through a messenger. He said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, is it not because there is no God in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore thou shalt not come down off that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. So he died, according to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken. And Jehoram reigned in his stead in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because he had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah, which he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? And unceremonious end. There you are. You're in a place where God is watching over, and you don't go to God? Now listen, listen. Just like I said earlier, God has said we can speak to him through prayer. You might have something going on. You don't pray to God. Well, then you're not inviting God in on the situation. So in a case like this, he didn't go to God. It's not that God killed him. He didn't go to God. He didn't invite God in. 
So what God, what could God, I'm going to force my way into it. That's not our God. Look at this in 2 Kings chapter 20. Verse 1. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him. Uh, Do you see who he's hearing from now? He's in the line. So the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. This is when we get mad. That's a word from God? I didn't come to church for that kind of word today. I want to live. But notice... He is hearing the word of God. That puts him in line for something good. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. In other words, if we were to put this into today's terminology, he said, I stayed with your order and I stayed in the alignment of your house. I've done this all this time, God. Verse 4, And it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again. Turn again. And tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. Oh my goodness. Is this ministering to you? See, he has been in line. He went to what he recognized as the authority, his authority, the prophet. And then after hearing a word, then he knew how to pray. And then because he knew how to pray, because he stayed with the order, God said, now you let me in. Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father. I've heard thy prayer. I've seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day, thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And I'm out of time. I am out of time. Stand to your feet. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.